Welcome to Cinecast, a Cinedec podcast where we chat with outside-the-box thinkers that are changing the video industry. Take one. Welcome back to the Cinecast podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. For the past two episodes, we've been taking a deep dive into the production role of assistant editor, Today, we're sitting down with Noah and Connor, continuing our conversation about the ins and outs of getting into the film industry business. And so in our conversation, I talked to the two about their journey and what lessons they learned about themselves in their various twists and turns of their careers. So I'll start with you, Noah. So I want to understand better your actual journey, like what that first job was and how you got it and and all the hurdles that you had to overcome to get there. While in college, while, you know, I had several internships. I started in 2007, I think. Uh, I did an internship at a production company called Mandate Pictures. Um, and that was sort of my experience in pre-production because it's mostly what we were doing. And then the following year, I had a um, an internship at uh, Jerry Bruckheimer films, which was very cool. And it was a great opportunity. Uh, but I sort of realized through those two experiences that I didn't really enjoy pre-production. It was a heavily relationship-based industry, uh, which is great, except for the fact that I'm not really that type of person. Um, I'm much more of a, you know, learn my craft and then sit down and get it done kind of guy. So I realized that, you know, pre-production wasn't really what I was interested in. And then I also did some work as a an extra actually on um, a couple features and a couple TV shows. But actually through that experience, I realized that I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of production either. I wanted to move into assistant editing and um, knew someone who was a producer on a TV show and um, I was lucky enough in that experience that I was able to get my foot in the door. So it ended up being a relationship that helped you get the foot in the door and, and start, start that path. So what happened from there? Because of the way that the Editors Guild works, everyone in the, the editorial departments are, are members of the Editors Guild. And so that, that's sort of what I set my sights on. But it was sort of a catch-22 because I wanted to work on a show, but in order to move up on that show, I had to leave because I couldn't get the hours that I needed on a union show. So what I ended up doing was I ended up leaving the show, but I figured, you know, if I'm going to get a job, I got to go where the jobs are. At the time, and even today, there were a lot of Facebook groups that were specifically designed for finding assistant editors or for people who are interested in becoming assistant editors to get jobs. And like, were those listings pretty plentiful or I'm, I'm curious, like what were you hearing or finding as far as what the job market was like? The process of getting that first job was very difficult. We both Connor and I, you know, hearing tons of stories of you know, how, how difficult it's been for different people and how people are still looking for their big break. We sort of seen that there's no official route to get into this, this business. There's 
sort you sort of just figure it out as you go and you're sort of just expected to make your way to find your first gig to learn enough on that first gig to be able to go on to a second gig and then from there to just keep getting booked on different jobs the hard part of that equation is the finding the first gig the catch 22 is that when you're applying for these jobs everyone is looking for someone with experience but no one is willing to offer you the opportunity to get the experience so no one basically nobody wants to take a chance on anyone who doesn't have a full resume and connor and i had both seen that in spades but it's like even right now with where i'm at and features everyone always asks me like how'd you get there like how'd you do this like what, what do i do and you know, it's not like a simple, like, oh, you do this, this, and this. And, like, the biggest thing is, you know, meeting people. And the more people you meet, the be- the more branches you have. And, like, literally the whole reason I'm on Features is because of Noah. Because he got me the job on Every Street United, which led me to a job at a company called Film 45, which led me to the editor that I work with to this day. I'd say that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, I would say, though, that uh, it goes both ways. I mean, Connor and I have sort of taken different paths since then. Uh, Connor has gone into features, and I've gone into uh, online, which is sort of like finishing editing. And so he still asks me questions, but I ask him questions as well. Because since then, because our paths have, have diverged, uh, we sort of have different skill sets and we have different things that we are that that we're better at. So, you know, if I have a question, uh, if there's something that comes up about working in scripted, you know, working on a, a scripted project, I'll immediately go to Connor because he knows that stuff way better than I ever did. And, you know, it, it sort of goes both ways, I'd say. Uh, so it's it's very cool because when I met Connor, I think I'd already been an assistant editor for about two years. I think that's right. But I was still comparatively green. And so I'd say that in a lot of ways, we sort of started together. Well, and you were, uh, you ended up becoming foundations for each other. Um, I think that's probably the mistake that, that every creative professional makes is that you feel like you're in it by yourself and that you need to know all the answers. And, and we don't have all the answers, so you end up you know, just kind of teaching yourself. And teaching yourself is great, but if you're able to lean on somebody else and basically have this shared experience uh, that they have probably experienced the exact same thing and had the exact same questions. And so there's certainly something to be said from uh, learning along the journey and learning from other people's journeys. So then learning these lessons together, uh, what key points or lessons did you want to be sure to incorporate into the assistant editor's bootcamp? Going back to the idea of a, a really good assistant editor, I think that one of the things that both of us felt was really important in a class like this was to emphasize that the job is not, the last thing that you want to be is a button pusher. The job isn't about, you know, there's only one way. It's not about that there's only one way to do this, and this is the way. With workflows. Right. What's we want really you to be able to... to understand is what, what you're doing and why you're doing it, and 
what part of this may change and what part of it will stay the same because it probably will change because the job changes very quickly. And it's really important for people to have sort of that foundation, but to understand that they shouldn't resist change just because they're afraid that they might not know how to deal with it because that's the last thing you want to do because yeah, things change so quickly. I remember you told me that now, and that's one thing that did stick with me. You're like, we're not going to teach them exactly how we do. We're going to show them how we do things, but we're going to show them that just because we do a workflow one way doesn't mean it's the most efficient way. doesn't mean it's the only way. We want to teach, teach them how to create a workflow that is best for the project that they're doing. And that was one thing that I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, you're right. I was like, because there's always, there's a thousand ways to do a workflow. It's just trying to find it in a time, in a manner that works best for your team and that's time in a timely fashion. Or, you know, there's always hiccups in every project or there's always some extra variable that's not accounted for. And, you know, it's like people have to stay on their toes all the time and have to adjust and pivot as needed. Right. Well, fantastic stuff from you guys. I am excited to see the possibilities because this is, you launched it in 2017 and you've already created a pretty notable class of alumni that are going on to great projects. So it's exciting to see what type of success Assistant Editors Bootcamp will reach, how many people it's going to reach, and this movement of helping people out with with the, the questions that all of us have. I mean, we're all kind of figuring out as we go sometimes. And so being able to to have this network of people that are transparent enough to admit, I know I don't know everything. I, I need help. That's a refreshing change. Well, thank you guys for joining me on this episode. Thank, thank you. you for having us. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Cinecast podcast powered by Cinedeck. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.